Our reading for this morning is Jonah chapter 2, which can be found on page 878 of the Church Bibles. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me, the deep surrounded me, seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down, the earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought up my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit God's love for them, but I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Let's, let's pray for Chris and uh, for ourselves as we um, explore this passage and what it means for us. Father God, we, uh, we thank you for this opportunity to, um, to explore your word, to hear from you. We thank you, God, for what Chris has prepared, for what you've been speaking to him to share with us this morning. God, would you open up our, um, our ears and our hearts and our minds to, to hear from you, to know what it is you're saying to us and how you want us to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, good morning. My name's Chris. What's your name? Okay, should we do that again? So, good morning. My name's Chris. What's your name? Wonderful. So, I'm um, a missionary to the UK. Uh, I was born in South Africa, and uh, I work for... What are you laughing about? I work, I work for a charity called The Light Project, and we train evangelists all over the country. And we've got a college, and I, I help lead uh, that college. And the story today is of um, a reluctant evangelist, someone who was commanded to go and do something but did the opposite. And it's a bit of a comedy, if you think about it. Could you hold that? Could you hold that for me? Oh, I say, what happened there? Should do that again. So the comedy is not. Is that wasn't the comedy? The comedy starts with God commanding Jonah to go to. Where did God command Jonah to go to? Nineveh. Nineveh, which was that way. That way, and Jonah went to. Tarshish, which was that way. It was the complete opposite way. And we know that the comedy is, he gets in a boat and there's a storm and there's some ancient Jewish stories about this comedy with the boat where Jonah is chucked out of the boat and the storm stops. It's still, it's quiet. And some ancient Jewish stories say that the fishermen got Jonah back into the boat 
the sea was calm, but as soon as he got back into the boat, it was a storm. I'm going to try and make Jonah here. Okay, I know it'll be difficult. It will be difficult. Do you want to say hello to Jonah? That's Jonah. Say hello. That really is Jonah. You have to use your imagination, but Jonah. Because today's story, as we look at Jonah chapter 2, it takes place. It takes place within the darkness, within the depth of a fish. Can you see Jonah in there? There he is. Say hello to Jonah. There he is. You see? You recognise him? There he is. So there's Jonah. And the whole of today's chapter happens here in the belly of a fish. It's a place of despair, a place of being in the depths. Jonah even describes it as the, like the, the feet of the mountains. That's how far he went down. And it's a place that we could say was a bit like a metaphor. And tomorrow is the beginning of Mental Health Awareness Week within the UK. It's a place of absolute despair Jonah finds himself in. It's a place where we could look at the story metaphorically as well as literally. By the way, there's been loads of debate as to whether someone can survive within a belly of a whale or a fish or loads of scholars have looked at it. You know, how is this possible? Three days? But I just take great encouragement that Jesus spoke about Jonah being in the belly of the fish for three days. And when people said to him, hey, show us a sign. Jesus said, the sign is going to be like Jonah. Jesus, who spent three days within the depths, within the depths, within the darkness, but was resurrected again. So it's a serious story as well as being quite comedic. I mean, did you know that God could command a fish to vomit? Did you know that? And the last verse in... In, in the scripture is this fish vomiting out this putrid smelling man who must have looked somewhat bleached through the stomach acids of uh, the fish. So there's loads of comedy to laugh at, but the wonderful thing about comedy is that we end up laughing about ourselves. And here's a man who was commanded to do something and did the opposite. Here is a man who found himself in a desperate place. So there are three things that I want to bring to you this morning from the story of Jonah. It's call, know, and go. Could you do that for me? Call, know, and go. Well done. Wonderful. So we're going to look at those three things. Because this story is for those of us who've had the mess-ups, the failures, the if-onlys, the what-ifs. This story is for you and it's for me. 
This story is for people who recognise that they mess up, that things can be difficult and dark, that things can be desperate, things can be anxious. So, our first lesson from Jonah is call. In verse 2, Jonah is reported to do this. So this is from inside the fish. Jonah prayed to the Lord God and he said, In my distress I called to the Lord. And he answered me. He wouldn't, as he was thrown over. The story's just so funny because this is a guy who's reluctantly going to bring a message from God to a city. Okay, it wasn't just any ordinary city. It was the city that completely would have, like, killed him. It's the city that no Jew would have gone to. It was the city where, uh, it was the enemy city. But as he is thrown over, fishermen in the boat... They worship the Lord. The scripture says they worship Yahweh, the Lord God Almighty, and they make a sacrifice to him. So here's Jonah being thrown overboard, away from, uh, he's going in the opposite direction, the way that he is commanded to go. He finds himself in a belly of a fish and an entire boat full of people get what it means to worship the Lord. So even in his mess-ups, great stuff happens. So call. He calls to the Lord. Verse 9 declares that he shouts grateful praise to the Lord. In Philippians 4, uh, the author, Paul, he writes this letter. He says, don't be anxious for anything. But in everything, by prayer, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I wonder whether this morning you need to call out to Jesus. What's going on in your life? What are the the stuff that you need to be real about? Like the psalm that was read to us first off in the service. What is going on in your life? Call out to God. I was in uh, the office last week and uh, a phone call came through for my colleague. Um, Her husband has been really poorly. He had a stroke a couple of years ago. It was devastating. One of the most, like, fittest athletic guys I've ever met. I mean, he would just cycle miles and miles. He's just awesome, just struck down. Just He's had to learn how to speak and communicate. Uh, he can't tell the time. He, a phone call came through. It seemed as if uh, he was having a fit and uh, his carer was rushing him to A&E. And my colleague stood there And she said, help, help. And I watched on as another one of my colleagues embraced her and her prayer was help. I wonder if if you need to cry out to God for help 
Whether you need that Jonah moment of saying, I'm going to call out to you. In Romans, it says, everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. from. There's something about the honesty that Jonah shows of calling this heartfelt cry this vocalising how he is feeling at that moment in the depths that we need to take note of. For us to have a real relationship with God, the God who isn't a father figure who's distant and miles away and doesn't care about what's going on, this is a God who is a good, wonderful, caring, knows you inside and out, God, Father who loves us to call upon him and let him know how we are doing. So call. Secondly, know. A fish, it says. Uh, Right at that moment, as he's being thrown over the boat, a fish appears. What the chances are that? But God provided the fish. And in verse 7, it says this. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you. I wonder whether this morning you need hope. Hope to know that you are known. You are known by the living God. Uh, I wrote this uh, definition of hope. It says, hope is the joyful anticipation of good. The joyful anticipation of good. I um, received a note yesterday from a little boy. I was in a church weekend, uh, Friday till late last night. And he sent me, he gave me a thank you as I left. Um, There were loads of kids at this weekend. It was like just messy. It was like, when I was doing the talking, children were like shouting out stuff that was just, it was hilarious. But I had to kind of keep doing my talks. I did three talks yesterday. I did a couple of art workshops. And this, this little lad, he was around, but there were lots of other children. But he gave me this note, thank you! It says, thank you. And he says, thank you for talking to me, for the teachings, for your signature. He wanted my signature. For the keys, for the walk, the peg. It was part of the talk. The the painting materials, the balloon. And for listening to me playing the keyboard from Kobe. And it reminded me a little bit of what what God's like. That he knows the stuff that you do. He, He sees every single thing. He knows you. I wonder whether this morning you need to know that God knows you, that he sees when you get up. Like Psalm 139, perhaps one of the most famous psalms. And it reminds me of what Jonah was like. Because it says it, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar, you discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. You are known. 
Later on in this psalm, it says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make the bed in the depths, in the depths of the earth, you are there. And the psalm ends like this. Search me, O God, and know me. See if there are any anxious thoughts in me. I wonder if you need to know that you are known. And lastly, go. Jonah shows us that we serve a God. Chances, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, chances. Jonah was given this opportunity to do the very thing that he said he was going to do, but he ran in the opposite direction. And Jonah writes this, or he declares this. What I have vowed, I will make good. You know, when we do the stuff that God asks us to do, there is something so good about God's experience, like the experience of God, the presence of God being with us. Yesterday, I sat in the glorious sunshine doing some prayer paintings, but I was surrounded by children who were also doing prayer paintings, but they were dinosaurs. They, and it was, they didn't really look like dinosaurs either, but I didn't want to be, you know, an artist critique. They were tiny little, and they were doing dinosaurs and splodges, and it was messy. There was paint everywhere. One, one girl had decided she loved the pink, the vibrant pink of my watercolours, and that it was lipstick. So she, she was putting on lipstick with this vibrant. I was like, is this safe? Is it safe? I don't know. Is it all right? And uh, it was, it, yeah, it was large lips. And uh, lots of pink, lots of mess. But I'm doing these prayer paintings, and I've got this little prayer painting of two figures walking in the distance, and I've written a message. Stay close to Jesus. And a mum's just watching from a distance. I think she thought the pink lips and the painting was just hilarious she's watching from a distance and I just have this hunch that I need to give this tiny little prayer painting to this lady and she stood there looked at it considered the message and just welled up Uh, she said thank you and I carried on doing prayer painting sitting in the sunshine but inside I was like, yes! It was just like, this is so good. It felt so wonderful to bring something good to someone else, to encourage them, to bring something that would remind them that they are known and loved by God. I wonder, would you go? I am... I co-lead our college uh, training missionaries, evangelists, uh, with the most exuberant evangelist that I've ever met. He's a Church of England vicar. And we lead uh, the Light Project College together. He's alive because someone went. They did the go. I know I've shared this story many times, but my friend had made a very careful plan to end his life. He was suffering. He was in a very dark, dark place. Panic attacks. And he couldn't cope. He went to the mosque. 
didn't find any help at the mosque. He looked into Eastern religions. He, he searched, he looked, he longed. And it was when he sat down and read the Gospels, he said, right, God, if you are there, you're going to have to tell me that you're real and that you love me. The next day, he'd forgotten his conversation with God and he was getting closer to his careful plan to end his life. The next day, nothing happened. The next day, nothing happened. Monday morning, miserable morning, walking through a park in Liverpool, a nurse on her way to work stopped. She turned round and saw my friend. And she was flustered. She was really embarrassed. So my friend walks up to her and says, What do you want, love? She went, I'm really sorry, but... um, I have to tell you two things. There is a God and he loves you. And my friend's life was saved at that moment, literally saved. Saved because he met with God in the most incredible way and later on became a Christian. But it was a go Someone on their way to work who had never, ever approached a stranger before to bring a message about God before went and changed the life of someone. And I'm so grateful that they did. So, call. Jonah encourages us to call on the name of the Lord, to be real about what's going on. What's the heartache that you're going through? What's the suffering that you are encountering? Let God know about it. To know, to know that we are known by God. And lastly, to go. Let's pray. Come Holy Spirit and let us know that we are known by God. For those of us who are not sure, uh, would you help us to know that you are real, that you love us? For those of us who need to call upon you today, would you help us to do that? Lord, draw close to us. In Jesus' name. Amen.